1: Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Monday, February 26th. I'm Greg Dixon. In Poland, a right-wing party spent eight years dismantling democratic institutions. Now that there's been a shift in government, there's a scramble to resurrect those institutions as fast as possible. But what does rebuilding a democracy look like? And PR's Rob Schmitz tells us that the new government is starting by restoring an independent judiciary.
0: When the right-wing Law and Justice Party was voted into office eight years ago, it controlled the Polish government's legislative and executive branches. The only branch left standing in the way of its political agenda was the judiciary. The party went straight to work. First, it stacked Poland's constitutional court with loyal judges. Then, it took over the body charged with safeguarding the independence of the courts and appointing the nation's judges. And over several years, it appointed nearly 3,000 new judges in a process legal experts called unconstitutional. If any judges already in the system spoke out against these changes, the party created rules that would punish them. Warsaw judge Igor Tuleya was one of the first who spoke out. I was suspended for two years, but now I'm back, says Tulea, who was punished after he publicly requested the European Court of Justice
1: intervene.
0: It's a little surreal to be back in the courtroom, Tulea says. In my department, half of our 15 judges are newly appointed ones from the Law and Justice Party. After eight years of Law and Justice Party rule, 30% of Poland's judges are recent appointees, appointed in what legal scholars call an unconstitutional process. This is just one of the many challenges facing Prime Minister Donald Tusk's new government as it attempts to undo the damage the Law and Justice Party inflicted on the judiciary. It turns out that defending the rule of law is easier than rebuilding it, says Tuleya. Arkadiusz Mirsha, deputy minister of justice, agrees. He and his colleagues are spearheading this
1: democratic reconstruction. The damage the previous government inflicted on our legal system is a catastrophe. It runs deep on a systemic level. This is not a task that will take months or a year. It's going to take an entire term of office to undo.
0: Part of the problem, say legal experts, is that the very courts that determine whether a law is constitutional were subverted by the previous government in ways that were unconstitutional. These transformed courts now stand as a legal barrier to any further reform. It's Mircea's job to find ways around these barriers.
1: We cannot start with the assumption that things can't be changed or that there are too many traps that were created to prevent us from moving forward. We must have ideas for everything in order to repair these institutions. And we do this understanding that any new law, and in most cases that's what's needed, will be vetoed by the president.
0: That's another barrier. President Andrzej Duda, an ally of the previous right-wing government, who's able to veto any bills aiming to restore the judicial system. Malgrzata Baproka, Secretary of State to President Duda, is one of his advisors. She says reversing the changes the Law and Justice Party made could be disastrous. For example, a proposal to remove the 3,000 judges appointed during law and justice's tenure could cause all sorts of legal problems. Try to imagine the consequences that would have for our citizens. It could undermine tens of millions of rulings they've made. The president, as the head of state and guardian of the Constitution, cannot allow such a gigantic crisis of the state and harm to the citizens. Deputy Justice Minister Mirsha says this is less about the judges themselves, but more about how they got to their positions. He says most of the judges are well-trained lawyers and will remain on the bench. He says repairing their nomination process so that it's constitutional is what the new government is after. And as for the president standing in the new government's way, he says next year there will be a presidential election that could solve that problem. Mirza Zbas, recently appointed Justice Minister Adam Bodnar, spoke to me last August while on the campaign trail about why this judicial overhaul is so important to
1: Poland. I think that the most important is the signal that would be sent to both domestic and international audience that we obey the law, that
0: we behave in a way that is in compliance with basic standards of a typical democratic country. If Poland sends that signal, says Bodnar, then it will be far easier to repair the country's democratic institutions because the most important objective, he said, is protecting and serving the Constitution. Warsaw judge Igor Tulea
1: agrees.
0: From a legal perspective, he says, the way Bodnar and his team are moving forward is aggressive but effective. Finding loopholes in the law to repair the damage, then moving forward, and then reassessing when there is either a judicial or presidential obstacle thrown in their path. This aggressive, outside-the-box strategy to restoring democracy has been called the iron broom by observers. And Tulea says the survival of Poland's democracy depends on it. Tulea has done his part, too. During his two-year suspension, he traveled the country to speak to young people about the damage law and justice inflicted to Poland's democracy. His punishment made the 53-year-old judge a celebrity in Poland, a sort of judicial rock star. His face, which bears a resemblance to actor Willem Dafoe's but framed by Clark Kent-style glasses, is graffitied across buildings in Warsaw and printed on T-shirts worn by activists. He's become an icon of Polish democracy— he was recently awarded Jurist of the Year by Northwestern University's Pritzker School of Law. He says at first he found this fame paralyzing, but then he used it to publicize the fight for the rule of law. He says recently he was reminded of his celebrity inside the courtroom when a defendant whom he had just sentenced to prison pulled a magazine from his shirt. Tulea was on the cover, and the criminal asked for his autograph. Judge Tulea shook his head no, and the police police escorted the man to prison in accordance with the laws of Poland. Rob Schmitz, NPR News, Warsaw.
1: That's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. See you again soon.
0: On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction
1: definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all
0: at all but i still think about it i'm rachel martin Issa ray tells us how to make peace with the path not taken that's on the wild card podcast from npr the game where cards control the conversation
1: it's been a minute is a culture show you don't want to miss every week we help you see the culture angle behind the headlines the forces behind the trends and the thinkers behind the next big thing Tune in for the sharp cultural analysis and captivating interviews. Listen now to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR.
0: On the Code Switch podcast, conversations about race and identity don't begin or end with the news cycle. That's because we know race and identity impact every person and influence every story. We're getting into all of it with new voices each week on the Code Switch podcast from NPR.